is one of my favorite movies is Castaway. Tom oh. Hanks. You know, Wilson. That I is... love that. It's a quiet movie. He's on this island for five years by himself. And I'm going, boy, that'd be nice. And my wife, when she watches it. I get panicked. <laughs> I hate that movie. There's no words. It's too quiet. He's all alone. Yep. All by himself. And it's trapped. Trapped again. Yes. Lack of options. Yes. I know these things about you. <laughs> COVID has heightened this awareness, has heightened the triggers, especially right. for you. For right. me, it's been, again, comforting. Not COVID itself, not the illness. No, just the situation the that it's change, caused. Change in circumstances. Right. It has been enjoyable for me. Welcome to the Secure Marriage Podcast, where we believe it's possible to fight less, feel understood, and enjoy a deeper connection with your spouse. We are your hosts, Paul and Shannon Elmore, and on today's episode, how COVID-19 is affecting our marriage. That's it. Like every other marriage out there. Yeah. I don't know what day it is in the COVID quarantine. Oh my word, it's like 4,367,000 million trillion and one. (laughs) Or somewhere close to that. (laughs) As you can tell, my poor bride is going (sighs) stir crazy, having to be stuck in the house day in, day out, every day for eternity. Yes. Or so it feels. So it feels. And I, on the other hand, am loving every minute of it. I actually have a little anxiety that things are going to go back to normal and I'm going to have to go back to my office and I'm going to have to go back to traffic. And and I, I love this experience right now. Yes. This has been a, a balm to my soul. And it's been very hard for me to be empathetic to that. And so I thought we should probably have a conversation about this because <laughs> I'm guessing we ain't the only ones. No, I'm sure. Who are having different reactions right. to this specific experience or it might be a whole different experience, but right. people, people perceive it and go through it differently. But we're going to stay on the COVID topic today. How you doing, honey? Um, Today has been an okay day. It's been kind of up and down. But let me, let me put this out here because it... It came to my attention when I talked to a friend the other day who said, well, I would have thought that you're doing okay. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm I'm home all the time anyhow. So how right. is this any different right. for me? And I, it never crossed my mind that, that people wouldn't think that this was hard for me right. because they know that I'm at home. But it has been, I think it's been harder on me than some people who got to come home I mean not that they wanted to come home from their job but now get to be at home and get things done around the house that they want to do or you know spend more time with their family so there's there's a a kind of a bonus to it or a balance to it but after a while it does get old but it has been incredibly incredibly difficult for me I have felt trapped on the dark days you actually would probably be diagnosed with depression oh absolutely absolutely it 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 has been that bad some days. So for me, it has been incredibly difficult. Talking about this trapped feeling. Oh my gosh. I I can't get away from it. I can't. There's nowhere that I can go that I can get away from COVID. Right. It's everywhere. Yes. So so I can't I can't go to California 
and visit my parents no. because COVID's there. Yeah. So I'm trapped. I'm I'm stuck. Right. It's horrible some days. Yeah. The difference is when I'm at home being a stay-at-home mom, yeah, I'm not around people all the time. I'm I, I'm not interacting with people all the time, but I have the freedom to, if someone calls me up and says, hey, let's go do grab yeah. lunch, or do you want to come do this, or do you want to go hiking, or because I just met this great group of gals yeah. and that hike, and um, I don't have that freedom to do that anymore. When, and so when options are taken away, you end up feeling trapped. Yeah. And I have woken up several times and during the different days in a, in a full on panic anxiety attack, which yeah. I've never experienced yeah. like that unless I was in a fearful place where something was threatening my life. Right. So it's really been hard for me. I've had to stop watching the news. I've had to quit looking at things on Facebook because people post about how the governor is not going to open up the, the state until there's no cases of COVID for a certain amount of days. And, you know, those all of those things are kind of rolling answers and none of them are actually true. But what it does to my psyche um, is really bad. And I think, oh, my gosh, we're never, ever, ever going to get to do anything ever again. And yeah. intellectually, somewhere in my in my logical brain, I know that's not true. Right. But my emotional brain cannot believe that at all. It reminds me of when you worked up on the challenge course and we would go up. It's a high ropes mm-hmm. course. And mm-hmm. we would go up and, and I would get to have the opportunity sometimes to work on facing my fears and um, so there's one called the pamper pole, and it's a, a just a telephone pole that's cut off at how high up was that? 20? 32 feet. Oh, 32 feet. Oh, that makes me scarier now. Um, and you'd be harnessed in in a full mm-hmm. body harness and clipped in, and Paul had my rope to keep me safe. And I was managed to climb up to the top and to even, I mean, how big around was the the post? A dinner plate. A dinner plate size. Yeah. I was able to get up and stand on top of the dinner plate size post. But once I got up there, um, fear set in, yep. terrified me yep. to the point of, I told Paul, I want out of this harness right now. Yeah. And you can't take a harness off when you're when 32 you're feet, in the feet in the air, but that panic yeah. was so real. I had to get out. I had to get away. I had to, I just, I need out now. Yeah. And um, that's how I feel some days in this COVID. Must feel it pretty strong because the emotions, the, the tears are here. Yeah. And it's not, this isn't, being stuck in my house is not life threatening. No. It's there's there's no real physical threat Mm-mm. to me. Mm-mm. But the feelings are so deep. Palpable. Yes. Yeah, very much so. I know that this has been hard on you and I've been doing everything I can to, mm-hmm. you know, get you out of the house whenever we can. We right. took a five hour drive yesterday because we went to the beach and it was closed. <laughs> we couldn't even go to the beach for Mother's Day. So we took a longer route home and 
the kids really wanted to be able to yeah. get my feet in the sand. Yeah. And, you know, it was a beautiful sunny day yesterday and mm-hmm. we wanted to enjoy a little of that sun. We try to go for walks. We go for drives with the top off of Tracy. Yeah. Tracy is our little convertible, by the way. Okay. So everyone's wondering. Uh, we just go for a drive in that, trying to get you into some sun. Sunshine. Yeah. But even though we're doing all those things, the reality is the options have been taken taken away for you right. because you can't escape COVID. And so now you are in the uh, adaptation phase. You have to adapt. You have to figure out what you're going to do. And that's really hard for someone who doesn't like change. No, it isn't. It is not easy at all. It's hard. Yeah. I'm so sorry, darling. I'm so so sorry that this is triggering that stuck feeling or that trapped feeling for you. I wish I could take that away for you. Right. And and there's a part of me that feels a little bit bad because it's like I want things to go back. And then I and then my heart goes, "Oh, but Paul will be miserable. He won't like that." I think you have a better adaptability skill than I do. But still, right. I I don't I I want you to be able to have what you want as well. Yeah. But what you want, I just can't get my. <laughs> I can't wrap my brain around it. <laughs> you just might die if I get what I want. Yeah, I think I might. And that would be, you know, tragic. And that's and that's where sacrificial love comes in. Yeah. Because there are a lot of things that 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 we don't agree on as far as like what type of weather you like and what type of weather I like and yeah. and that kind of stuff and the real possibility of having to defer to me on you know where we would live yeah because cold rainy weather right I don't do well in it but All you right. love that kind of weather and that's where sacrificial love says what you need, yeah. I will put that first. I wasn't even planning on talking about this right now, but this is where one of the really important principles of marriage actually comes in, which is the slowest person sets the pace. Oh. If you and I are going for a hike and I'm a really good hiker and I can do 10 miles a day, no problem with a full pack, but you're new to hiking and you can only do three miles a day. If we want to walk together, who? how fast are we going to go? We're going to go three miles an hour. That's because the slowest person rarely, if ever, can go as fast as someone who has more adaptability or skill or power or strength or experience or whatever that is. And so the person who has the greatest level of resilience oftentimes has to slow down to the slowest person in the relationship. And again, that means the person who's a little bit more conservative Belief-wise, worldview-wise, emotionally-wise, um, the person who's a little bit more um, uncomfortable or needs an extra reassurance, that is the person who sets the pace in the relationship. And that's not a bad thing. That's just the reality of right. every relationship out there. And again, most of the time, couples get frustrated or the faster person gets frustrated with the slower person right. because they are not keeping up. And they're going, you're keeping me from something that I want. Right. I want to get 10 miles a day and you are keeping me from it. And so now I'm going to get mad at you and let you know about it. So the three miles that we hike, I'm going to complain all three miles and tell you how bad of a hiker you are. Want to go hiking? Nope. (laughs) Not going hiking with you anymore. And, but that's how marriage goes. Right. It's a miserable three, three miles. Right. So I am loving I am loving 
these last several weeks. And again, for those who might not know us personally, I'm a professional counselor. And for 17 years, I've been going to my office and sitting with clients in my comfortable couches in my nice office for anywhere between 20 and 40 hours a week. And that has been a really enjoyable thing for me to do and how I run my business. But as of lately, um, through just kind of a weird convergence of circumstances, um, my lease ended in my office mid-March, right when everyone had to shut down and all counselors went to pretty much online counseling. And so because my lease was up, I moved my office into my house here in, in the room that we're sitting in right now. And so my comfortable couches are here and I go downstairs to my office every day rather than getting in my car and fighting traffic to go to my office. Um, and I do sessions online for again, 20, 30 hours a week. And I am enjoying that format. Surprisingly, I, I believe that you need to be in person face to face to probably have really good experience with people. Not probably you do. We are relational people, but I'm enjoying this new model of um, video counseling because it actually is effective. But for me personally, I love just walking down the stairs and going to my office. And then in between sessions, I walk upstairs and I give you a kiss. Yes, you do. And And tell me I'm on my way to work. Yep. And I grab a snack out of the kitchen. Um, I enjoy going out into public right now. And again, safely and appropriately. I'm not being unwise, but driving on the road and there's much less traffic. I really enjoy that slower pace. I am an off the chart introvert. Every test I've taken that measures any level of introvertedness, I am in the 99 percentile. I am I am the highly introverted person. (laughs) And my wife, you are an extroverted introvert. Yes. You like being around people. You need people to get a little bit of energy from. Right. Until you get overwhelmed and then you need to not be around people. Right. Exactly. Me, um, I'm happy by myself, content. Even even in the movie choices. One of my favorite movies is Castaway, Tom Hanks. You know, Wilson. I love that. It's a quiet movie. He's on this island for five years by himself. And I'm going, boy, that'd be nice. And my wife, when she watches it. I get panicked. (laughs) I hate that movie. There's no words. It's too quiet. He's all alone, all by himself. And it's trapped. Trapped again. Yes. Lack of options. Yes. I know these things about you. (laughs) COVID has heightened this awareness, has heightened the triggers, especially for you. For me, it's been, again, comforting. Not COVID itself, not the illness. No, just the situation that it's caused. Change in circumstances. Right. It has been enjoyable for me. And we're not the only only two people in a marriage who are handling this differently. Right. Whose experiences are different. And I would want husbands or wives, the stronger, faster, more resilient, more adaptable person who's married to the less adaptable person who is a little bit panicked, who is a little bit stressed, um, to encourage you to, to understand that 
you are going to have to do some things that are going to require a little bit more sacrifice on your part because you are more adaptable, because you're the faster hiker, because you are the one who can adapt a little bit more. And the other person is um, having stuff triggered in them that needs a little extra comfort, a little extra patience, a little extra grace. Right. That is what you get to offer your spouse when you as a couple are going through this horrible situation in our world in in different emotional um, states of mind. Right. One of the other things that I've seen clearly contributing to the distress in individuals with this COVID thing are individuals who have a trauma history. For individuals who um, their stuff from their history, their past, um, they carry some sort of hurt, some sort of wound, some sort of feeling trapped or feeling um, stuck in a really crappy situation early in their life and now their entire society is feeling that exact same way um, then the old stuff the old feelings maybe not the old memories or the old circumstances but the old feelings absolutely get recycled right and so their distress actually is genuinely elevated because of the circumstances in the world that are happening right, right now. But and it's, it's bringing back those yeah. those memories that are stored. Exactly. Those, those emotions that yep. are stored in the body exactly. from prior trauma. And so if you are married to someone who has a trauma history, you're going to have to probably be a little extra patient with them as well. As a trauma therapist, um, I am doing a lot of work uh, with uh, clients, helping them do their best to stabilize because the situation in our culture right now is just heightening or triggering old, old stuff. Right. And so again, just be a little patient with your spouse. If you know they have a trauma history or if their reaction is a little stronger than expected, um, understand there, there's a reason. Okay. The problem is not the problem. Right. Other stuff potentially going on. And so be patient, uh, be willing to help them work through their stuff. And you might actually need to get a little bit of help, uh, a little bit of a a booster from a professional in some way, whether that's a counselor, a therapist, uh, your doctor, uh, a pastor, uh, Mm -hmm. someone else who might know what to do with some of this. Um, that's why we are here as professional mental health people. We are here to provide a little bit of um, reprieve from your pain. So anyway, that's just a little blurring of the lines there where my professional therapeutic life and our married life comes together as well. Right. And yeah. I, I do have to say, regardless of how you feel about whether it right. goes back or not, I I love the new format of you being at home you like my commute too i do i really do that and and as a matter of fact um i think the slower pace this this has actually been very helpful for you because you feel a lot lighter you feel um yeah you feel different and it's it's nice so you're actually enjoying that change in me yes yeah so there's a benefit to it i'm glad to hear that anyway that's it for this one real quick real easy thanks for watching we hope you guys are surviving the quarantine and the sequestering and the isolation and the social distancing and the panic and fear and the weirdness of the world that is the norm right now yep thanks i'm i'm just giggling because you said thanks for watching i said thanks for watching you did but that's okay thanks we'll just leave it in there thanks for listening anyway we'll see you on the next episode Alrighty. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.